Hello, and welcome to the Peace Pod, where we talk about peace building. I'm Anna Lubelska, and I'm the founder of the UK educational charity called The Peace Building. We cover all aspects of peace at all levels within ourselves, in our homes, schools, and communities, as well as in the wider world. It can seem that the world is full of conflict and nothing else, but there are many people everywhere working for peace. We bring you their stories to help you take action to make the world a more peaceful place. Together, we can make a difference. Hi, this podcast is with Pam Evans, who's Welsh, and she is the founder of the Peace Marla Project, which is an exciting interfaith scheme for mainly for schools but for others as well and you can find all the information about Pam's work at www.peacemala.org.uk enjoy the podcast I've got Pam Evans here who is one of the most inspirational people I've ever met and uh, she's from Wales. She is Welsh. And I've known Pam for about 20 years because I've been interested in education and promoting peace in schools. And Pam set up a project about 20 years ago. We're going to talk about it called the, called the Peace Marla Project that goes on in schools. It's been going for a long time. And she's even, which I think is great, had an MBE from our late queen and well-deserved. Wonderful to see people working for peace, getting recognition. What I thought we could talk about a little bit, because I'm I'm aware that maybe there are people in this world somewhere who don't know where Wales is or don't really know anything about Wales, which is actually part of the United Kingdom. So over to you to, for a little roundup about Wales, please. Oh, right, Anna, lovely. Well, I'm going to start off by saying Boreda, and that's the, um, the Welsh language, Cymraeg. So I've simply said, good morning. And then I would say, Shomair Hoyle, how is your spirit? How are you? It's a magical country. It's a small country. Um, it's on the western end <clears throat> of the British Isles, facing Ireland. So it's all the way down is the coastland, the sea. And it's a country with mountains, castles, prehistoric remains, incredible legends and if we go back far enough, we had the Druids. You were a, well, you were a teacher when I first met you, sec- or you had been a secondary school teacher, I believe, and of religious education. How did that come well, about? Um, I've done a lot of things. I'm really getting quite ancient now, Anna. But um, I was trained for primary and secondary And all of my uh, teaching practices were in primary schools, where, of course, you have to teach everything. And I loved that, you know, the excitement and youngsters, sort of eight-year-olds and ten-year-olds. Wow, they are so wonderful to be with. But strangely, we might call it karmic, the things that happen in our lives and which paths we go down. I landed up in secondary schools. 
So how uh, did you get into religious? Well, into uh, right. Okay. Well, my into my, faith, my, religious. My, okay, my degree. The main part of it was in those days called advanced main divinity. They called it. Oh, your degree. And, um, but my subsets were drama and history. Bit what what bit. sort of year was that? Was that? Oh my God, we're going back. Was it the ancient seventies, sixties, seventies? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this would have been nineteen seventy, something like that. Yeah. So just take me to that terrible. Okay. Tragedy yes. of I think it was, yeah nine eleven tragedy in two thousand one when suddenly the world saw this terrible terrible thing that sort of came almost like an American disaster movie mm. and we all remember where we were and which caused this huge wave of anguish and hatred of uh, you could say of islam or or you mm. know that was just anyway so take me to where you were okay um on that day yeah well round about by at that point in my career i'd taught in many schools now but all in the secondary sector if you like and by this time i was in a, a comprehensive school in llanelli in Carmarthenshire. About a thousand teenagers. And having worked for 11 years in the system as um, a head of year, so that was dealing with pastoral care as well as teaching A-level religious studies up to a certain point until that all changed. But I now, at the time of 9-11, I am now head of the Department of Religious Studies in this particular high school, comprehensive. And my approach to the subject was very innovative, not like anything they'd ever encountered. Um, because of my style of teaching, with drama, with music, and to make it colourful, to make it exciting, to make it fun. Yeah? Uh, frightened the wits out of the head teacher. Um, and uh, anyway, that's another story. 9-11. Okay. The day that that happened, I'd gone up to the, if you want me to hear this, yes. uh, I'd gone up to the staff room just to check on something before driving home. And I'm called into the office of the deputy head. And I think, oh, right, who have I upset now? <laughs> and he just questioned me if I was aware of what had happened in Manhattan that day. So I looked at him with astonishment and I said, what, what, what are you talking about? He said, a plane has gone into one of the Twin Towers. And you know, for a few split seconds, I didn't know what on earth he was on about. I mean, uh, good Lord, I'd been teaching all day down the other end of the school. And, well, the next morning, the school day hasn't properly begun. I'm stopped in the corridor by a colleague, a, a lovely guy, a Frenchman from the Modern Languages Department. And the year before, I had borrowed his classroom, which is the, the biggest classroom in the school, to convert it into a mosque for one week. Prayer, all wow. sorts of things. I won't go into that. That's amazing. Wow. The sort of crazy things I did. To yeah, no, but I mean, bringing it but anyway, to life. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And bring people yeah. in, you know. Anyway. Beautiful. So he stops me in the corridor and he's in a state of high alarm. And looks at me and he said, Pam, 
are you going to be teaching about Islam now? Well, really? The next day? Yes. Wow. Just show and I, the impact. And I look, yeah, and I looked at him. Event. Oh, my God. And I said, Fred, of course. I said, the guys who did that yesterday weren't Muslims. What? I said, they weren't Muslims. It's impossible. What do you mean? Oh, come on, I said. Look, if they kept their faith, it is written in the Holy Quran that it is forbidden to take innocent life. To take life, yeah. Yes. It is also forbidden. Yes. It is also forbidden to take your own life. I said, these guys can call themselves whatever they like. They do not understand the Muslim faith. So I said, not only did they hijack the planes, they hijacked Islam. And I said, we're in for trouble. That's such a clever way of looking at well, it. Well, that's how I put hijacking it. Hijacking Islam. Yeah. And well, I, yes, yeah. that's what mm. extremist fundamentalists do. Yeah, they hijack yeah. religions, don't they, yes. to their own ends. Yes, yes, yes. So I said, my concern, Fred, is for the minority of Muslim students we have here in our school. I said, we're entering a dark period, I'm afraid. But in answer to your question, yes, I will continue teaching about Islam. And hopefully I'll do an even better job of it now. And Pam, when did, because you've talked about you then witness bullying. And yes. You, yes. you said that you suddenly within three days got the whole concept yes. of yes. the Peace Mala interfaith bracelet. Yes, yes. Okay, so um, as we all witnessed, but I mean, my concern was particularly the students in my school. The fear, the confusion in the world after that dreadful event and the Islamophobia that was growing and the racism. Um, and in the town where I taught, the things being said openly in lessons in front of other students who were Asian, Muslim, non-white, terrible things, appalling things, cruel things, and, and things like, they all need to go back home. We don't want them here. They don't belong. They're not British. They're not Welsh. They're not this. And to try and get teenagers to calm down and look at this problem, but it was it was a dark energy that was growing. Um, the mosque, the small mosque in the town, was desecrated. Gen uh, you know, men uh, lining up outside for Friday prayers. Uh, some yobs came along and threw alcohol all over them. But what I didn't realize, but one of my Muslim boys told me these yobs had entered the mosque and trashed the place completely. So there was all this going on, and we know too that Muslim. Ladies wearing a hijab, people in cars were pulling down windows and shouting abuse across the street at a woman, any women wearing a hijab. So we entered that dark period of fear, confusion, etc. I do remember my second in the department coming to me one day and saying, look, I've never heard such hateful things being said in lessons. No, I said, I'm hearing it too. It's coming from the homes, sadly. It's coming from the parents. 
it's a very difficult thing for schools because to deal with, isn't it? Because schools do, people don't realize sometimes that schools are at the front line of all this oh, kind good of Lord, thing. Oh, Lord, of course, of course. You know, that they, so said, you're yeah. not just sitting there teaching math. You, you, you are in that kind of community, especially with teenagers, I suppose, that is reflecting what's going on in the wider world. Mm. And then so, you you have you have to kind of think, what do I do yeah, about this? Yeah, what do absolutely. I say? Do I address it? Do I ignore it? Oh, you can't ignore it. No. You can't ignore it. And what I, my answer to her was, look, we'll report the bullies to management, but I know that isn't the answer. I said, something educational needs to be done, but at this moment in time, I, I don't know what. And so I would say it was approximately three months after 9-11, I'm sat in my classroom and all of a sudden it comes like a flash from heaven knows where. Golden rule. The golden rule. That's it. That's it. Every yes. every religion and every spiritual path yes. shares this rule and has done since the beginning of time. So tell people what that is because people might well, treat others as you would wish them to treat you. It's simple. Think about it. How do you want to be treated? Hang on, are you sure? Are you sure that rule exists in every... In all religions. Yeah. It's kind of like love your neighbour as yourself, isn't it? That's it. And then I was thinking of the Declaration of Human Rights. Yeah. Certain yeah. articles in particular. And I thought, right, they need to know about this. But then I realised that if you want to get this message across in a way that will be memorable... You don't just talk about it. You make the learning experience creative, tactile, memorable. So I came up with the bonkers idea of making a symbolic bracelet. It's filled with all manner of symbolism. And it took me three evenings to complete it. You might have, you might have thought, because at that time... They were teenagers. In fact, lots of people were wearing all sorts of things around their wrists, weren't they, from going yeah. to raves? Certainly, or... certainly. And I mean, you know, my fascination with world religions and Buddhism and Tibetan Buddhism, the Sufis, everything. There are many traditions that use beads. Beads, that's or right. Yeah, chanting, chanting yes. divine attributes of Allah if you're a Muslim. Yes. Or, um, you know, the mala used in Hinduism and in Buddhism and mantra chanting. And um, and I was aware that you could have wrist malas, small versions of malas. I think our current prime minister sometimes wears that. Well, he? he's a Hindu. He would. There are all sorts of special colored threads. You know, people wear things on people their wrists things, to yeah. remind them of important messages. So that was in my head, and I thought, ah, right, okay, okay. And then, of course, what came to me was the rainbow, the double rainbow, rare, beautiful, symbolic, of significance in many spiritual traditions, and that will grab attention. You know, the most powerful part, really, that some people can't cope with is the message of the first knot. So you make the peace smaller bracelet in a workshop or in a lesson. And you discuss the messages as you go along. So you make a little knot. Everything about the bracelet, by the way, the thread is the thread of spirituality that links us all. 
Oh, I never realised that. Yes. Right. Well, there's yes. that as well. There but isn't anything on the Peace Marla bracelet that doesn't have a message. Absolutely every aspect of it has a message. The message of the first knot. This is a message of empowerment. Remember, I am concerned immediately with these youngsters who are being bullied and crushed because they're Muslim or, or Sikh. So it says this. You are unique and special. So we have a dis discussion about that. What does unique mean? What does special mean? Peace Mara is telling you, that's you. You are unique and special. Never mind what anyone else has said. You are unique and special. But it does make you, Pam, it does make you, to me, when you talk like that, in that passionate way that you have, you are to me, you are a guru or a teacher, a spiritual teacher, because you, you do say that so directly. And I, and, and I feel that it's almost like it's channeling through you from the universe. And then you're the sort of like the mouthpiece. Yes, all about peace and the, the peace of God, which is not quite of this world. We have a special word for it in Welsh, Tangneveth. Oh. heavenly peace the peace of the divine whereas the earthly peace there's a different word what oh, can be what, yeah what can be achieved uh be, between warring countries or tribes or whatever that yeah. is called and um word for the peace of heaven the peace of god yeah. which sometimes people can experience certainly mystics have yes, experienced yes. it. Jesus experienced it. The great teachers and gurus of our world have experienced it. And ordinary mortals like you and me sometimes might have a little, little glimpse. Bit of, yeah, glimpse. Yeah, yes, yes. 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 Um, yes. So anyway, true, true. and then of course his peace message, treat others as you would like them to treat you. In the guide to the peace mala, for teachers, where there's a whole load of lesson plans and goodness knows what, um, I actually give the scriptural, shall we say, from the holy books of these religions. I yes. give actual, yeah, so some of them it, are wrong. Can, um, I, can I just move, move you, Pam, yeah. just to uh, let people know that the bracelet, which I've got one somewhere hanging up in my office here at home, um, I think you said somewhere in one of your speeches that I saw on your website that you've got on your website that you have not, you don't, you sort of sell them, but they're quite cheap, aren't they? Um, how many? A lot, thousands and thousands. Oh, gosh. Them. Over the years, I mean, last year we celebrated the 20th year of Last year, Colorado. yes. Thousands and thousands, I can't yes. tell you the numbers, I'd have to ask. It's um, amazing. Thousands and thousands of Peace Mala bracelets have gone out. To schools. Um, and the project is open to schools, youth groups, adult groups. And you know, an adult they can get the package of information. Oh, everything, everything. Yes. There's the guide to the Peace Mala. And I've also done a new thing on um, the major faiths of this country, the six major faiths plus humanism, because the Welsh government, the new curriculum, they're making it mandatory now, even at primary level, 
teachers have to teach about the six major faiths and humanism. And the vast majority of primary school teachers are not trained. They have no training in world religion. So I produced that as well anyway. But so the central bead in the double rainbow. So you've got uh, 14 different religions and spiritual paths on the bracelet. But the central bead is you, the wearer, plus the whole cosmos. Because I'm emphasizing we are all part of the one. This is something we want. We're not separate. So th there's all this confusion and ignorance and fear. That this is why education, Anna, is so important. Yes, that's why we both it's believe the in the only way. Thank you so much to Pam for that interview, a conversation which was actually a lot longer. Um, and she's so wise with so much to say. I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope it motivates you to build peace in your life. To find out more about peace, please check out our online peace museum at www.thepeacebuilding.org.uk And don't forget the THE in the Peace Building. And you can find The Peace Building on Twitter, LinkedIn and Facebook. We are